Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. Hello, I'm Kel Richards. Well, tonight is the very last night of this quite long-running series we've been running. Running, long-running because it's so important, because it matters so much. It deals with what life's all about. In other words, our Journey Towards God series. Been running for four weeks now. Tonight, we draw all the threads together, try to put together all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle. Tonight's episode is called Journey Towards God, Conclusion. And then tomorrow night and the night after and the night after, we move on to some new things. So let's see if we can draw all those threads together and make sense of this journey towards God. Joseph Bailey was a respected American author and editor. And I want to read you a piece that he wrote called Through the Tunnel. Now this appeared in a book by Bailey entitled The Last Thing We Talk About. In this excerpt, he wrote about the difficulty we have trying to understand the realities of the life to come. Joseph Bailey wrote, quote, I cannot prove the existence of heaven. I accept its reality by faith on the authority of Jesus Christ, who said, In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. Uh, Would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. That's John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. For that matter, writes Joseph Bailey, if I were a twin in the tomb, I doubt twin in the tomb, a twin in the womb is what I'm trying to say. If I was a twin in the womb, I doubt that I could prove the existence of Earth, this planet, to my fellow twin. He would probably object that the idea of an Earth beyond the womb was ridiculous, that the womb was the only world we'd ever known. If I tried to explain that Earthlings live in a greatly expanded environment and breathe air, he would only be more sceptical. After all, a fetus lives in water, and who would imagine it being able to live in a universe of air? To take uh, to him such a transition would seem impossible. It would take birth to prove the Earth's existence to a fetus. A little pain, a dark tunnel, a gasp of air, and then the whole wide world, green grass, lakes, the ocean, horses. Could a fetus imagine a horse? rainbows, running, walking, surfing, ice skating, with enough room so that you don't have to shove, and a universe beyond. This world is our womb, and heaven awaits us beyond it. What will heaven be like? Well, for the tired, it is a place of rest. For the sorrowing, a place where God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. That comes from Revelation chapter 21, sentence 4. No more war or greed or evil of any kind. It's a place of total happiness. Heaven is also a place of activity, of work, but without the curse of toil and sweat and barren ground, of sharing in the responsibility of divine government. In heaven we'll be freed from our present fragmented intellectual knowledge and see truth and beauty with greatly expanded vision. The Bible says, Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. The bit of the Bible that says that is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, sentence 12. Heaven will be supremely, supremely beautiful. But, someone says, how could I enjoy such a place? I'm not made for it. Well, neither is the fetus made for earth until he goes through the tunnel. 
Is there another place? Yes. But if the reality of heaven is questioned today, the reality of a place of eternal separation from God, hell, as it's usually called, that's just ignored. I accept its reality by faith on the authority of Jesus, who said, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that can do nothing more. But I will warn you uh, whom to fear. Fear him who has, uh, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. You'll find those words of Jesus in Luke chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Jesus described hell as a place of, quote, outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew chapter 25, sentence 30. And Jesus called hell a place of remembering the past with its lost opportunity to turn to God, of the loss of those gifts people enjoyed on earth without a thought of their their source, the Creator God. Jesus defined hell's reality in stronger language than any other person in the Bible. But he also had compassion on the multitudes, wept over the unbelieving city, and defined his mission as coming not to condemn, but to bring life. Well, that's the end of the quote. That was a long quote, wasn't it, from Joseph Bailey. Those are the words of the American author and editor Joseph Bailey from his book, The Last Thing We Talk About. The tragedy is that our our journey into eternity, our journey towards God, is the last thing we talk about. We'd rather talk about almost anything else. And that is sad. We're all on that journey. It's foolish beyond description to not make setting your eternal destination a major priority in life and not to talk and discuss and share this vital issue with others, with anyone else open enough to share the same vital journey. Well now, the time has come to do some serious looking ahead. In this journey into eternity, this journey towards God that we've been talking about over these last few weeks, I want you to peer down the path that lies ahead and see where it leads. What is the eternity that awaits you? The whole point about your journey into eternity is that it starts right now. It's a mistake of the first order to imagine that it begins at death. It begins now, here, in this life, between the cradle and the grave. In fact, your journey into eternity has already begun. The path we're on in this life is the path we are on in the next. However, in this life, we have the opportunity to change paths. When we enter the next life, the path we're on then is the path we shall be on forever. That means choosing your path is the most important thing you will ever do. Imagine yourself standing at the door of an open lift in a tall office building. How do you decide whether to get into the lift or not? Well, your choice is influenced by two factors. The direction in the lift is heading, either up or down, and where you want to go. You wouldn't want to end up in the basement car park if you intended to go to the top floor restaurant. Now, imagine yourself standing at the doorway to eternity. Where will you go? Will it be heaven or hell? The decision you make now, right now, before you die, in this life, in this world, will determine whether you are headed for the resurrection of the forgiven or the resurrection of the condemned, whether your judgment experience before God will be joyful or miserable and whether you will spend eternity with God or eternity separated from Him. The choice is yours. You must choose the road you travel. Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate, 
for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. You'll find those words in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. There are only two options, the broad road, the narrow road, the wide gate, the narrow gate. The American poet Robert Frost wrote a poem beginning with the words, Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and it ends with these words. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less travelled by, and that has made all the difference. Will you take the road less travelled, or will you blindly follow the mob? The broad road, the narrow road. The wide gate, the narrow gate. Just two options, no more. Do you know where you're going after you die? Or are you like the pilot who lost his navigation equipment, became disoriented, and then announced to the passengers, Ladies and gentlemen, the bad news is that we don't know where we're going. The good news is we're making good time. Not very satisfactory, is it? Is your life flying by without real direction and purpose? Do you have serious doubts about where you'll spend eternity? If so, remember these words of Jesus. Everyone that the Father gives to me will come to me. And anyone who comes to me, I will never drive away. You'll find those words in John chapter 6, sentence 37. The choice is yours. If you seek God's forgiveness through Jesus, you'll be forgiven. You'll spend eternity in heaven. You no longer have to fear the grave. But what if you are sure that you're headed for the resurrection of the forgiven? Then you must so live that you will reap a harvest of eternal gain rather than loss. You must immerse yourself in God's message, the Bible, to know what he values most and how he wants you to live. Jesus wept over the condition of the human race. He gave his life to rescue wrongdoers, to open heaven for people who'd spent their lives ignoring God. Jesus died your death, suffered your punishment, purchased your forgiveness. His love and compassion were obvious to all who came into contact with him. May God help both you and I know where we're going when we die and to be faithful until we arrive. Here's our thought for the night, Matthew chapter 7 and verses 13 and 14. Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. But the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life and there are few who find it. Until tomorrow night at this time, thanks for your company. I'm Kel Richards. Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.